not sure what you said there. Sorry, I didn't say that. I'm not sure what you said there. Sorry, I'm not sure what you said. Why are we bothering? Interesting question, Mark. So answer it. I'm not sure I understand. Answer the question. I'm not sure I understand. Is there anything at all that you understand? Who? Me. So Sorry, Mark. I didn't get that. We do it. You heard me. Here's what I found on the web for you. What was that again? I didn't quite get that. Sorry, I'm not sure what you said. I want to leave you. Who? Me. I want to leave you. Who? Me. Who? Me. You are saying. You were saying. I didn't quite get that. Who? Who? Me. Seems like I cut you off. Could you please repeat that? In the... I thought as much. You. I don't see an app called Smash. You could try searching the App Store. Uh... Sorry, I missed that. Quite get that.
Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. Show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, and here on the Foxy Podcast. We try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 97 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. And we have a special show here. We have uh, Graham Lampkin joining us in the studio. Uh, he was in town this we- weekend uh, performing at the Art Center of St. Peter. And he's hung out. And uh, we're going to hunker down here for a couple hours, play records, uh, and, and just make it up as we go along. And, and does that seem reasonable, Graham? <laughs> I still am in town. <laughs> Happy yeah. record store day. Oh, yes. <laughs> Graham Experience Record Store Day. Yes. The uh, the bane of uh, Kai Records' existence. <laughs> yeah. And what was your uh, impressions of that, Graham? Uh, bizarre. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you didn't throw down to get the Toto record. I didn't you know? have the five hours to make the line. You're right. I'll come back next week when it's $3. Yep. <laughs> If you do come back in a, in a year, uh, surely it'll be a fourth of it in the clearance bin. <laughs> there so. you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming. This is your first time in Minnesota in, boy, you said mid-90s or something like that, or late 90s. Midnight, yeah. Back when the shadow ring was uh, kind of... Young and fresh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was that your first uh, jaunt across the country as um, a group? Well, that far out, yeah. The, the year before... Uh, we just did uh, New York and Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, something else too. But yeah, cutting cutting in a bit. That was the first. Was it? Was there multiple tours? How many did three. you? Three, three total. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. We we only came here on the second one. Uh, no, the third one. I beg your pardon. The third one. That was your far, the furthest inland. Yes, <laughs> into, the, into the states. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think, that, that you didn't make it to the heartland like Omaha, Nebraska. I could only get five days off work, so it was a uh, it was a whistle stop tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the idea for this show is we we I pulled a bunch of new music that's come in, mostly new music. Graham combed through and found the three records that were even remotely appealing to him on my shelves. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> Because there's a lot and of I garbage. put out two of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I was so. I, I, I was spoiled for choice. I, uh, you know, lots of interesting things. But you said that the uh, major label issue uh, forbid most of those things yeah. from being on air. Right? We're trying to. Well, we can play major label stuff uh, to to circulate it over the uh, the interwebs. Mm. However, but you've got you've got, you have more than enough interesting things. So yeah. we'll, we'll plow well, through with. What you brought. Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of block things up, and we do have uh, a couple of the forthcoming uh, Kai titles That's to play, true, yeah. which are due out a couple weeks soon. Um, because you got word that they're basically ready. Yeah, May uh, May tenth, something like that. Okay, so we'll we'll uh, get a feel for that, uh, maybe in the next set or something like that. But I'll I'll get things going here with this new tape. Uh, some fellow folks from the UK, uh, the Blue Suede platforms here from this all gone tape label which i i really like these nice bent uh pop and rock and sometimes uh nice diy good throwback don't know anything about this yeah so uh really i I took about a 30 second taster of this and uh i kind of liked it so i will start with this (laughs) this is uh the blue suede platforms with uh, the opening track from this tape it's called rebel debutante Thank you. 
166 flüchtlinge umschlagen!
Deutsche Willkommenskultur vom September 2015 ist neun Monate später nichts anderes als eine Lüge. That is a new album from Martin, uh, an artist I'm really not that familiar with, a new record called Song Number no. 6. I'm not going to try to pronounce the, uh, the title of that track. Uh, we heard something from Conformity Contortion in front of that, uh, a new album called Perception Management. Features Tholum on this electric keyboard that has a kind of an interesting tone to it, huh? <laughs> And then Sarah Lund on drums, who I, I believe, if it's the Sarah Lund we're thinking of uh, from Unwound. And then Blue Suede Platforms with a very uh, VU-indebted sound there with uh, Rebel, Rebel Debutante. What did you make of the, the vocals on uh, that opening track there? I like the guitar player a lot more. <laughs> yeah. They kind of nailed the loose uh, velvet <laughs> yeah. sound. Yeah, the, yeah, that was enough. The vocals... Uh, the vocals are an extra thing if you want them, but the guitar It's an acquired just, taste, right? Yeah, I think maybe. I know some would say that about Lou Reed, too, though, right? For sure. <laughs> but uh, we're going to play something. You, you picked out a few things here, starting with an artist I know uh, you, you admire, Robert Ashley. I mean, mm-hmm. how can't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, we were speaking uh, the other day, and you were saying that after he had passed that it was hard to go back and listen to some of that stuff. Right. Not not necessarily because of the losing someone per se, but just kind of being wrapped up in that, or yeah, no, not not through a kind of sense of loss or mourning, but mm-hmm. just the oversaturation of tributes and um, R.I.P. everywhere. Yeah, it's like time to walk away from that for a while. <laughs> what was the first uh, Ashley piece of music that you heard that you were like, what what what's up with this? Uh, in Sarah Menken mm. was the first one I brought. Mm-hmm. Back in the roundabout, um, I got it through the uh, the Audion catalog. Um, you know, ninety six or something like that. I was mm-hmm. living uh, living in folks, and I remember getting that and being suitably confused. Right. Certainly, the most extreme thing I had in my collection at the time. Right, right. Text based. It seemed, how can this be so, you know, uncompromising when it's built up of such simple elements? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, was that something a, a kind of a early foundational artist for you in terms of like even what Shadow Ring moving forward, how he's using well, voice I don't and think the influence in? showed up in Shadow Ring. It's probably something that uh, arrived visibly a bit later. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were certainly all 
Tim liked him a lot too. Well, we all did. So he would be always yeah. uh, part of a you know a listening evening that we would have or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing he did is you know some of the <laughs> mixing of these like these operas like uh, with, with video and things like that, and la- and your performance that you did the other night. Uh, was one of your first cracks at mixing in video, huh? <laughs> and uh, yeah. w- what do you what do you think? I mean, is that something an, a new avenue for you in terms of live performance? I think so. Mm-hmm. I had a really positive experience with it. It was fun, and uh, I wouldn't mind having another yeah. go. Actually, was it was the positive experience trying to get the sound to work? Because <laughs> I I don't know if I found that as much of a positive experience <laughs> no, in in the in the hours leading up to it. But I I enjoyed watching you uh, you know rise to the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a setup. <laughs> the DVD worked all along. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was fun to see, though. I mean, the the mix of uh, live. Well, not only the the visual part of it, but there was the the audio built in from that. The layering of sound. Well, the camera uh, just picked up whatever else was happening in the room, and uh, you know, the sort of typical thing I do. Um, just you leave, leave it all in, and it's part of the work. Mm-hmm. Typically, what you do is tapping the screen. Of you. Tapping the screen <laughs> and uh, the table, this yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> we, gotta, we should close mic that right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll dub that in at the end. <laughs> well, let's, uh, we'll roll into this piece. We're going to play, well, we could have done a number of them, but we're going to do... Well, you pick the, the one you want. Huh? Yeah, we got the... Well, we don't want to do the 43-minute track. I mean, no, we, I mean, we like Bob Ashley and all, but we, we'll save room for some other stuff here. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, but we're going to do uh, the Fox here uh, from Robert Ashley's album Wolfman. Thank you. 
across his back. He didn't mind that. Quack. 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 And the legs.
Alright, so I thought I'd follow up your Robert Ashley uh, track with this from Leaf Brush, an artist that I just introduced to within the last, I don't know, couple months. Um, with these uh, kind of installation pieces that he's playing and effects and uh, synthesizer, but I, I, I find it to be a rather interesting cassette tape called mm. Stitch Phenomena. And this is a piece, it's, it's a, well, it's a 40 minute piece called Earth Star Songs, and this is the one that plays out over the A side here. I don't know, what do you think of this one? I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. So he builds instruments that uh, are played by the weather? It's, that's the sound of it. I, I can't completely uh, envision <coughs> the setup there, but it seems like that's a, a part of it. Yeah, like the wind and stuff uh, generates these tones. Sound sculptures. Yeah, yeah. Good. But uh, now as a professor in Minnesota at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, so I, I'd like to, f- there's apparently more uh, archival material because he's been uh, composing things for like some dating back to the late 60s. And this so is a self-release? Or? No, this comes out on a label called Pentiments. Pentiments. Which is ru- run by uh, that guy uh, Guido Gamboya. A record uh, came out, he, that he set, put out last year. Kind of an interesting uh, Electroacoustic kind of thing, but uh, I missed yeah, that one. Yeah, it's not bad. Good. Yeah. And then, yeah, Robert Ashley in front of that with uh, the Fox from uh, Wolfman, and uh, yeah, we're kind of uh, cleansing ourselves right now. It's <laughs> kind of cleansing it from that rock-oriented first set. Yeah, it's a bit of a bumpy start for us. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> a little, a little jarring, <laughs> but uh, I think we're in a better place now. Yeah. Have a sip of water just to freshen up, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the great leveler. Yeah, so uh, speaking of record stores, uh, Graham and I were just kind of combing through the, uh, the bargain bins the other day, and I did buy one record. And I, I'm, I'm, the fact that I'm playing this, I don't know. Who what brought it? it? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, bought it. I bought it. I bought it. I bought it. We're going to clarify here. <laughs> Graham did not pick out this record. But uh, I'm going to play something from Wyndham Hill. I have no shame. I'm going to play this Alex DeGrasse record called Clockwork. I'm going to send this out to my good friend Nathan, who's, a, I know, a fan. And there are some, there are some legitimately some decent sounds within that catalog. They always have a nice cover art. I love the cover art. Yeah, yeah it's no, great. There's a, there's nice and clean. Yeah, beautiful. But uh, I'm going to play this one that doesn't get into all the uh, cheesy soft effects and all that. It's just a solo guitar piece. It's called Bougainvillea. I think I'm saying it correctly. So, yes... We'll move into some uh, Wyndham Hill here, dedicated to Graham Lampkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to swear. I? <laughs> <laughs> I have to bleep that out. But yes, Alex DeGrasse here.
All right, that was one of the albums that you were able to find off the shelves there. <laughs> Lard Free from uh, the third record of theirs. Now, I know, I think we've chatted up in the past a bit that um, you kind of have a thing for certain uh, certain parts of like prog music and stuff, like uh, Italian prog and things like that. Um, where, where do, I mean... For sometimes that's such a like a dirty word, right? Like prog, like it can mm. be, but like where where was your in in terms of uh, getting into that type of music? With Lard Free, you mean or prog? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't consider them prog, no, but I, I was don't a, really I, acknowledge I, that. Term. No, um, for Lard Free, I don't know. It probably came from like exposure to Heldon, mm. and then the groups that sort of sat around Heldon in that general French electronic scene. I think Heldon Pinhouse or something like that was the first. Uh, illumination of that and then uh, bands like Lard Free would have followed on yeah but you you also have talked about like uh, Italian prog mm. in particular right well that's a very different type of thing mm. probably truer to the you know more generally understood definition of prog right um, but it all came from the same pool I mean it was just uh, through reading about it in Audion magazine and um you know, as I said, one band leads to sort of exposure to another one, you know. Mm -hmm. It builds up over time. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, yeah, it really was kind of pushing the envelope. Not the, like, the fusion-type prog, right? That's no. That, like, jazz fusion stuff. But no. some of this stuff here was... Pretty really radical. Pretty, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Large free... I think they particular. still sound good. Right, those records hold up. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 In front of that, we heard some... Uh, Newer stuff from a Matthew series from a new record called On Germaine Dulac. We were saying there some similarities there to like Manhunter. Kind of the feel. I think so, don't you? Yeah, Sounds definitely. like he had Manhunter and made his own yeah, album. Kind of a dark, uh, eerie sound on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, then we heard some Todd Dockstadter there from a reissue of his eight electronic pieces. I thought I'd uh, break that out. A uh, new offshoot label of Superior Vidox called Itat. Uh, Eunice, uh, thought I'd play some docs that are just the Minnesota tie there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I have to look this up because now I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong. But I think he's <laughs> has some like roots in St. Paul, Minnesota. But uh, he's an artist that I still need to kind of dig into his work. Yeah, I've never brought anything by him. Mm -hmm. Some of those I like some of those early electronic things that he did. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Graham's, I mean, my pick with the uh, Wyndham Hill, oh, and, uh, yeah. Alex DeGrasse, which. Truthfully, not right. that bad no, of no. a track at all. Uh, Bougainvillea was from that uh, album called Clockwork. And as we mentioned at the top, we were going to play some stuff from Kai. Graham brought, brought along a couple of uh, test pressings here, the newest releases that are coming out, as we said, in yeah. May, very soon. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd play something first here from uh, someone who has become very frequent uh, collaborator, uh, collaborator with you, uh, Joe McPhee, mm. fellow Poughkeepsian, is that correct? We could say that. <laughs> yeah, but what is what? What's the uh, kind of the story or the these recordings where they come from? Uh, well, this is Seattle Symphony. It's uh, it was a show he got he uh, he he had um I don't know like uh, without the sleeve I can't remember exactly but I think it was like 2010 or something mm. in Seattle and the A side which we're going to hear a piece from is uh, tribute to Bill Dixon and. Um, 
but Joe takes it somewhere else. I mean, mm-hmm. these are extended technique pieces, a lot of them. Right. Um, and uh, if you're looking for a sort of a standard jazz trumpet record, you're not going to be very pleased with this. <laughs> but let's have a, a moment yeah. of it. And Is, see I was going to say, Dixon, does he have some roots in upstate New York too? I've, I feel I like, don't know. yeah, I feel. But uh, he's a name that comes up often, some of his uh, ideas about music and what have you. But, yeah, we're going to play an excerpt here from the A side again. This is from Seattle Symphony from Joe McPhee. Thank <laughs> you. 
understand that being small is a fact and an important one. That was new stuff there from Matthew Rivera, the title piece from forthcoming record called Being Small. That was an entertaining listen right there. Oh, yeah. I love that kind of dry storytelling. <laughs> That's And you described it to me as almost a, like a self-help record. <laughs> yeah, he did a kind of, uh, I gave him a challenge to make a kind of a mock new age philosophy type record mm-hmm. where he can expand on his world views and uh, you know share his wisdom with us and he came back with this record and another good one from Matthew yeah, yeah. I said it would be nice if we could get Matthew on live mm-hmm. and to take callers to offer advice <laughs> maybe when the record officially comes out we could try to arrange that yes yes that's what be a, the big the, uh, promo push for the distressed Come. people that brought a copy <laughs> That's right. Why? <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that was nice, though. Uh, and you said again, both that and the the preceding track, uh, Joe McPhee, Seattle Symphony, they're due out Mayish. Mayish. When I get back and get around to mm-hmm. finishing the, the the records are done, I got to get the sleeves made. Yeah, yeah. And we should mention here, you're heading off. You're about going back to London again. Uh, yeah. A couple shows coming up uh, this got, next week. Yeah. I got. Uh, yeah, um, April the 29th at the Lewisham Art House with Anya O'Dwyer and Mark Harwood, and then uh, made a third at the Horse Hospital with Anya O'Dwyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be back. That's kind of your new, uh, I'm going to call it your power trio. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Power trio mode. Yes, indeed. Um, yes. That's kind of an interesting collaboration between you two. I mean, is this do you guys kind of come and, and surprise one another? I mean, is there a lot of things mapped out? I just, is there, a, or is it more of a no. spontaneous? It's completely pro- governed by instructions from Siri. The, the voice, <laughs> clearly the voice right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she'll, or she'll, it, it'll hear, it'll. it'll hear things and, and, um, 
arrange a response that we have to try mm. and follow like a kind of an instruction mm. and of course that <laughs> becomes confused in series perception <laughs> however it reads things yeah. and tries to change our course and so we th- yeah. try and throw each other off just yeah like the series songs that started the show that's right, right. Yeah. yeah that was an example of that uh, behavior you- <laughs> <laughs> it's a comedy yeah show essentially yeah, yeah. it's musical comedy mm-hmm. or musical theater or something <laughs> well i w- wanted to play well actually you suggested we play this is one of the uh catalog titles that is near and dear to you uh speaking of this anton habor uh record that you put out which really <laughs> this a deluxe edition double mm. lp it's a beautiful record quite i mean i'm sure a lot went into putting this record out um but tell me kind of your connection to to his art and his music uh i just sort of fell upon his name once and was curious and um he had a record that quite famously uh, was a little bit controversial in the 70s. It came out on EMI in Holland, and it was the worst-selling record in their right. catalogue, and most of the copies were destroyed. It confused people. With mm-hmm. his, he's not particularly an easy an easy artist to get a handle on initially. Um, but I loved him and uh, made a point of finding his catalogues and collecting his work a little bit. And... Um, got in touch with Lottie, one of his wives, at the uh, Haber Foundation. And um, these recordings that were on this record, 90% of them had been out on private CDRs that mm-hmm. you could buy through the gallery. And I just wanted to take those and um, give them more of a push. Yeah, like a proper uh, As best I could at the yeah. time, I put uh, all my resources into this project and made it as nice as I could for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, yeah, I think it, of all the records we did on Kai, this is still probably my favorite. So there's still plenty more out there that could be had in terms of if you wanted to f- do a, a follow-up release. Yeah. The, something you've ever They came out on f- these ones, um, like I said, most but not all, came out on like three volumes, mm-hmm. which they pressed as actual silver discs, but there's a whole other level of work that just circulates on CDR. Mm-hmm. Um, and she told me once that there was six hours of session mm-hmm. material made to pick from for the, the She and She as one LP on mm-hmm. the, the EMI one. But EMI retained the material on the right, so it's inaccessible. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do a, a, a reissue of that and supplement it with other session things right, right. but uh, well it would have been doable but at tremendous cost I'd have been back in a loser right. I didn't have the money at the time to be able to take a hit like that mm-hmm. so it didn't happen but uh, but this we have this I was just going to say you have this as a kind of the, one of the crown jewels in the in the catalog yes right? yes well I picked out a track here this is one that I for me I remember it standing out so I thought I'd play it's called Women Gives Uh, herself by her eyes and that is all so here's Anton Habor Sur la passée, c'est 
de la vie. Le passé c'est la vie Le passé Oh, <laughs> 
I died for love. Finished up there with a track from Mars, a little one-minute blast of uh, No Wave with a track called Puerto Rican Ghost from the No New York comp. And uh, I thought I had one of the strangest mixes of music with, uh, I guess, Mottin into uh, Wyndham Hill. <laughs> Lampkin here is going from folkways into Mars. So, <laughs> there you are. Yeah, in front of that we heard... Uh, Buell Kazee with The Butcher's Boy from the Anthology of American Folk Music. You know, we had every intention of uh, playing that the other night as sort of uh, between band music, but we still That's got, we've been stuck on this Neil Young thing. Yeah, we went on uh, on the beach. Which ended up being quite nice, I think. It was the perfect uh, mood setter yeah. for the concert. Yeah. There's a nice calming effect to that. It did. It brought everyone down. <laughs> uh, and then we started off with that uh, epic uh, Anton Habor track called Woman gives herself by her eyes and all, and that is all. I have a hard time with that phrasing. On that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, I know those are long gone. I mean, I imagine there's never going to be a reissue of that. That's a one and done. There's no reissues <laughs> of anything on Kai. Right. No. Keep it as is, right? Yeah. Um, but we're, we're kind of heading down our, our home stretch here of, uh, of the show, the last half hour. This is where we're scraping together all the stuff that we, <laughs> I don't want to call it the bottom of the barrel because it's not, but uh, <laughs> we're like, oh, we, we only have this left remaining. But uh, this is a record, of course, I think anybody who's dug into weird music and... Should know it. Yeah. I mean, if you fancy yourself a, like a nurse with wound list kind of person... <laughs> You probably encountered this album at some point. You would hope, wouldn't you? Talking about Cro-Magnon, sometimes known as the Orgasm record, sometimes known as Cave Rock. Um, I remember when I first heard this record, it didn't do anything for me. No? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I got into it from through some like industrial things like Einstein's and Neubauten or something like that. I thought it would sound... It sounds vaguely like that. Do they champion it? I, I, I think I, someone compared it to them. Oh, okay. But... but um, I don't know. You, you do like this record, yes? I do. Yeah, yeah. Tom Lax uh, played this for me um, at his place years ago in the nineties. Uh, he's a big fan of it, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, at the time, I don't think I'd heard anything quite like it. Certainly, and not an American mm -hmm. underground record from that period. Uh, you know, once in a while, I dust it off. And I thought I saw it on your shelf this morning, and I thought, there we go. Yeah. You know, now's your chance. Now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, we're not going to play the bagpipes. No. That's overplayed. 
Yes. We're not going to, yeah, we're going to jump down. We're going to play this track called Organic Sundown again. This is from uh, Cro-Magnon. Oh, 
Kind of head into our last little bit here. Talk it up a little bit over Harold Bud, Dark Star. I think when when you were on a couple years back, we put together a thing on the Shadow Ring. You had sprinkled in some artists that you uh, that were kind of influential at the time, and I think you picked out a Harold Bud yeah, well, track. I forgot from, about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was from uh, which album? Serpent and Quicksilver. Was oh, that the one? Okay. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, in front of that, we played some uh, Pascal Kamlad uh, with uh, Florence there. That was with uh, Heldon involved, which we had mentioned earlier as being a earlier, mm-hmm. like air quotes, Prague. I, <laughs> had, I hadn't heard that piece. Just yeah. Before. And then we had Crow Magnet starting off with uh, Organic Sundown uh, from the Cave Rock or Orgasm record. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Hasn't it? This moved along pretty nicely, <laughs> huh? Two hours has just flown by. It has yeah. wings. Yeah, we. this was essentially recorded live. We didn't even have to splice together things. No, we were very good. Yeah, I didn't have to edit out all the cursing at, no, or anything like no, that. No, we were on our best behavior today. <laughs> <laughs> now when this show is done, things will head south. <laughs> we're going to go and have a beer, right? Yes. But uh, thanks, Graham, for oh, hanging in. Thank you. In. It's been thank, fun. You, thank you for a wonderful weekend. Yeah, this has been great. Awesome. But... Uh, we thought that uh, an appropriate way to uh, wrap up the show is uh, where we started. Straight right to back to Siri. Yeah, since Siri is uh, so involved. Serious. <laughs> so S- serious. serious business. It's I like a, that. Yes, <laughs> it's the serious stuff that we're talking about. It dictates so many things here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can check out the playlist at uh, freeformfreakout.com if you want to find out what we played on this show. And uh, if you have questions for me, you can always get in touch at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Um, and if you want to say hi to Graham, I'm sure there's way to raise to, ways to reach People him too. People can send soon. their fondest to me via yeah. you. Yeah, I'll forward, forward <laughs> them along. <laughs> All right, let's head into this. This is, I guess, the B side. No, I think we started A-side. with the B side. We're going us about face, and we're ending with the A side. Yeah. So here we go. This is uh, Mark Harwood and Graham Lampkin. Series songs. Sorry, I'm not sure what you said. 
Do that. 